So today on the podcast, I'm so excited to bring Sherelle. Um, she is, oh my gosh, she's so good at what she does. We've been talking for a while. I've been really excited to get her on and it's finally the day. So I'm really excited about this conversation. Do you want to just, before we get stuck in, tell us what it is that you do, how you make money, and then we will go in from there. Yeah. So my name is Sherelle Griffith. I'm based in the UK in Nottingham. And I am a marketing strategist and business mentor for solo coaches, consultants and online service providers. So I'm obsessed with all things money, running a business and really passionate about helping people who are like doing it by themselves or with really small teams. Because just because you're small in team does not mean you are small in ambition. I love that. Can I ask, what does your kind of day to day look like? Because when you talk about that, I'm like, yeah, I get that. I get what that is. But I'm really curious to know, like, what does a typical Monday in your life look like? So Monday, I actually try and theme my days in my business. So Monday is actually the day that I spend more on like what I class as like CEO stuff and then content. So usually I start my day with doing CEO session. So I literally look back at everything from the week before. I check all of like my key metrics to see how my business is performing. I will then check in with all of my clients because it's the beginning of the week. And so I have lots of like accountability check-ins with them just to see like what they're doing that week, how they're feeling about it, making sure everyone's like ready and raring to go. And then usually most of the afternoon I devote to content. So I am a blogger. Um, I have been blogging for seven years and my blog is the backbone of my business. So I create a new blog post every single week and then I create all my social media stuff. So I'm like on LinkedIn, TikTok and Instagram. So that is a lot of content to try and create, but I'm really strict about trying to get it on a Monday and then schedule it out for the week. Amazing. I love this. Um, Can you tell us more about this blog? Because one of the main questions I get from a lot of people in business is how do other people get clients? So whenever I do a podcast, I try to kind of pull that bit out, like where do your clients come from? And you said there that your blog is the backbone of your business. So tell me more. So uh, I, <laughs> me and blogging is a bit of a funny one because I'm one of those people that never class myself as a writer. English was always a thing I struggled the most of at school, but I knew that in order to, like I, at the time when I started, so I started my business in like 2018, I was very aware of the fact that you needed to be able to create long form content. So it could be a podcast, it could be YouTube, it could be a blog, but a way for people to be able to find you. And I knew that search was really important. And so for me, what I have done is created a blog, which is a mainly for other people so it's actually quite funny when people think oh it's going to be about me I'm like it's not about me I hardly ever write about me it's actually about providing information um that's going to help other people to grow their business and like a real classic example of actually how I might do some stuff that might be helpful so for example I have a pricing power hour and so I'd have lots of blog posts that are specifically about pricing and I just have a very clear call to action, which is like, you can do all this by yourself. And I do give away a lot. Like I've won awards for my blogs. I'm not a gatekeeper in any way, shape or form. They really are helpful. But it's like, if you want to go that next step, if you want to work with a professional, if you want to get this done quickly, confidently, you can work with me and there's a call to action to book. Um, and like previously, like I know I have a um, widget on my website, which actually means when people contact me, I can tell exactly what on through it. I can tell on Facebook exactly what page they're on. So sometimes I can see when someone's actually like starting a conversation with me and they're asking about my services, I can tell exactly what blog post they're on. So that's how I know it's actually working. <laughs> I like, oh gosh, I just want to ask so many questions. <laughs> um, okay, firstly, I think this is really interesting because I, and I'm about to reveal one of my own limiting beliefs here. Um, I used to read blogs a long time ago, like many years ago. Um, and I think I always had the belief that blogging was like 
old school like it was kind of out of date people didn't read blogs anymore and you're proving me wrong right now so would you say for anyone listening to this who is like actually I really love long-form content would you encourage starting a blog now do you think there are still people reading lots of blogs and there's still a way to gain traction there yeah people still do read blogs that is not to say that I think for years people have kept on saying exactly what you say, which is blogging is dead, blogging is dead. I am not going to lie. It's definitely not the heyday of, I don't know, I don't even know what was the heyday of blogs, but also that is a different thing. Like in terms of like blogging, which I thought of as what I class as more like lifestyle blogging rather than actually when you like blog for business, which is what I do, it's like actually people are searching for answers to their problems. Yeah. And people are still searching for them. And you can obviously, um, search and people do look for video but p- for me for example I don't like normally to read videos so for example I actually was trying to like do a pivot table problem last night and there was a video and it was 12 minutes I was like I don't want to look through that video if there's a blog post and I can scan through to the bit where I'm stuck that's going to help me much more and that's why people still do um, read blogs is because actually yes they don't always read all of it like my average blog post is like 2,000 words I don't think everyone that goes onto that blog post reads all of it but they can scan it and so for some people that is a preference rather than listen to an audio where it take, you know people are really devoted like when you have a podcast like yours I always say like podcast is great for conversion because people really get to know you but like they're normally doing something else at the same time they're not really focused on a problem um and then YouTube's the same it's like you probably have a little bit of a less time span with people but they're looking for something specific so the short answer is blogging is not dead but it is about actually thinking how to use blogging combined with search so I think the people that struggle now with blogging is if you're just blogging and it's not actually optimized for search so no one's going to find it to solve their problems so really it's just nurturing the audience you currently have rather than bringing new people into your world Mm, yeah so true and as you were saying that I was thinking like I just asked you if blogging is dead, but I definitely read blogs. So (laughs) (laughs) clearly not. Um, Okay. So you kind of touched on this bit there, but how do you get people onto your blog in the first place? Is there a lot of SEO? Is it sending them from other places that they already exist? How do you do that? Yeah. So I use combination of email, SEO, and social. So I uh, email my newsletter twice a week um at people on my mailing list and so on a Wednesday every single I always blog on a Wednesday the new post comes out I'll always send an email and that does drive people to it um that is part of it and then yeah on social media all the platforms I'm on I'll make sure I create posts that direct people to it and then I would probably say about 80% of the blog posts I write I will be optimizing for search so I don't like across the 52 I write in a year they're not all because actually you do need to have some personable some relatable some content that actually just solves a problem but no one's ever going to search for it but that's going to help your current audience but then the majority is through search and my search normally um 70% of the traffic that comes to my website is via search so I'm good I've like had numerous blog posts that got onto page one I've had a featured um snippet up there years ago and for me being able to really do that is quite hard because I compete against some very big companies um so I'm like if I can do it as a very small business within marketing when you're like against platforms and schedulers and email service providers and all these people that have massive budgets I think virtually every single person can actually manage to do well on search yeah and I think you are highlighting a really important thing in that it when you initially said oh I put content out on all these platforms and do all these things it sounds like a lot but actually what you're doing is fairly straightforward in the sense that you have one goal 
one place that you want to send people to and all the others are just kind of directing people to one place so your customer journey itself isn't super super complex you're just really clear on what it is that your purpose is with all of it and I think that's really important is that something that you have kind of put together over time was it something that you went into years ago and you thought I know exactly what I'm doing has it been trial and error I mean yeah it's probably been a bit trial and error I knew that like blogging and searching was beginning because I'd had uh two years before that I had started a brand called Propel Her that was all about supporting women and I hadn't told anyone about that so when I started that I knew I had to get the word out and I do social and that originally had been like, I thought I'm just going to do that. And I started blogging by the end of the first year. And that's when I started to realise, oh, actually, this is something, even though I don't like particularly class myself as a writer and I don't like writing, I was like, I can do it for this context in terms of like using it and optimising it for search. And I managed to like make some YouTube videos I got on page one and I got blog posts. So I thought, OK, this is the way forward. But yeah, my customer journey actually isn't uh, really complicated. I put a lot of effort into basically being like, get to my blog (laughs) I'm like get to the blog here's all the goodness you can see all my expertise you can get some tips and then I'm like a percentage of those people will then get in touch to work with me further amazing oh this is so interesting okay so when people do get in touch to work with you what kind of thing do you help your clients with like what are some examples of you know what your clients have come to you with and how you've helped them and the transformation yeah so I usually have people coming basically normally being like they want to make more sales in their business and they're trying to normally increase their visibility is probably the thing that they are talking about they're just like not enough people know me not enough people are like inquiring I'm not getting enough people like even getting onto sales calls and all that type of stuff and I will help people to actually normally really go back to the the actual like what they're trying to do with their business and getting clear on that again because so many people when they start an online business now like the barriers to entry are basically so much lower that I personally feel that not as many people put the same level of like attention and detail and care into how they set their foundations for their business as they would as if it was a bricks and mortar and so very often I'm like actually the reason why your marketing isn't working is because you haven't done some of the like things underneath it and so really helping people to get like have they got a solid like offer? How they, what is their pricing like? Does that actually financially work for their business? And then be like, okay, now what content do we need to create that's actually going to attract your ideal client and also get them to buy from you? Because we have fallen into a world now where there are people that you can create content and you can share that. That doesn't mean it's going to create leads anymore. There are lots of people that, and I know like there's a massive percentage of people that come to my blog that will just read and get the tips and are never going to work with me. But it's your job to be able to work out what percentage are and to get those people across the line. I totally agree with what you just said there about like, I think, you know, when it was harder to get into business and it, you know, maybe always involved some sort of financial input to start things. And it was all very like, I feel like it used to be very slow, you know, it was a real slow burner. (laughs) And it was like, you had to really have those foundations in place. Whereas now it's like, you can just start an Instagram account tomorrow and start selling if you want to. And I think a lot of people skip those initial steps or they maybe don't see the importance of it until it's too late. And then it's like, oh gosh, everything feels really wobbly. And then there's some sort of, going back and fixing things and improving things before you can then move forward so I totally agree with this um so in terms of your journey how did you get to doing this work is this something you always wanted to do or did you kind of end up here by accident no I mean I definitely didn't think 
when I was a little girl <laughs> this is what I'd be doing <laughs> when I was little I wanted to be a pop star um or perform on the stage and I did perform for a while and I went and I did a degree in dance um but pretty much I had always had this pull in me between like creativity and like mathematics science side of me like the geeky that side of stuff um and it was always something like I juggled like in terms of like when you look at my GCSEs and A-levels it's always both these things which was like I really love maths and numbers and I did do business at A-level and I was like this is the best A-level that's ever existed in the world how come like we didn't do it earlier in life like I remember loving it but I went to uni did a dance degree and then I ran um, a dance company was in my third year and it was the first year in 10 years they'd ever made a profit and I managed to sell more I booked us into basically more venues and they booked more workshops and the person that was like running the program and had like ran it for 10 years was basically like no one's ever made a profit and I was like but it's meant to be a business <laughs> and like it just seemed like so politically obvious to me and it was just like something that clearly just in the past had never happened before and she just was like this is clearly like you're just really good at this this is like what you're meant to do so um my whole plan was really to get into being in like the business side of stuff um and I did have a quite I think at that point even I did realize like marketing was something that I thought again would enable me to do both things like marketing is creative in terms of like you've got to think of concepts and campaigns and what are the visuals and you make videos and you write things and it's all that stuff but if you do not then analyze it if you don't do the data numbers don't do the crunching you don't look at it so for me it was like oh this is perfect blend so I moved to London because I was like that's where all the theatrical things are and, and I spent around 10 years basically working for touring companies and then West End Productions in marketing and so that was very much like what I wanted to do that's all I thought I wanted to do but then as I'd mentioned in 2016 I started reading books and I just felt like I wanted to be able to discuss them with other ambitious women so I started a book club and I didn't tell a single soul so I was like if I'm going to get people to come to this it was like physical in London uh you've got to get out there so I did exactly what you said Gemma I started an Instagram and I just like started posting and then I had like a Facebook and then I ended up having a Facebook group and a newsletter and a YouTube channel by the end of the first year and that brought a number of female entrepreneurs into my world and they were like I want to know how you do this like you seem to do it so effortlessly so easy and I realized obviously all the marketing knowledge I had from what I'd been doing in my day job I just taken for granted um and so then yeah officially I started my business in 2018. Isn't it really interesting how when you look back now and you tell the story it makes sense like everything kind of got you where you are now but I imagine in the moment there were sometimes moments of like what the hell am I doing like where am I going what what how is this going to get me where I want to go oh um, yeah I mean most of the people when I for a few years when I was like running that book club and everyone was just like you're crazy like no one who I had a job with like could understand why I was doing that and like like I'd blog and I'd spend my weekends like trying to do YouTube channels and then like the three hours of light you get on a Saturday in winter in England. And everyone was like, no, I was like, this is crazy. Um, but I just had this thing where I was like, if this is making you happy and I'm a proper multi-passionate person, like I absolutely love doing multiple things and I just loved it and I was like I'm enjoying this so as long as I keep enjoying it I'm going to do it and actually for a while people kept saying like are you going to leave um and I was like no because I actually did really enjoy my day job like I had I worked in like West End theatres I like got to see amazing shows it was a great time and so I was like I'm not about to leave it I was like I just also like really helping women to grow businesses because if they have a job that they hate and they've left and they have a business that they can't grow that makes me really sad and if I have that knowledge should and I can share it then why am I not 
Yeah, and I, I relate to this a lot because I'm also very multi-passionate and I feel like it's one of the things I love about myself, but also sometimes I'm like, this is so annoying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why am I like this? Um, do you ever look back and think, oh, I wonder if I should have followed something else? Ooh. I don't think so. That's good. That's so good. Yeah, I can't think of anything that I'd be like, oh that would make me happier that like I say to people I'm not like I'm gonna do this forever like I would never say that like my only other thing that I'm like passionate about really that I could see like uh is this idea like you know we're gonna have five careers in our life now whatever would be I am really passionate about like personal finances and women making money saving money learning how to invest it being able to become like financially independent not need to rely on anyone else that is something I'm really passionate about and like I've done a podcast series where I interviewed people I actually work with a large number of financial coaches and that at the moment is like fulfilling that gap and I've got a book coming out I'm a chapter in a book this year where I have like contributed my bit so at the moment I think that would be the only thing where I say it's not I feel I needed to go down it but if in like 20 years time you see me doing that type of work it w- I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> And it's great that you're you're kind of on your way there anyway, right? Like even if you did go into that and that was your next career, like you said, you've already got some connections, you've already kind of started dabbling in that. So it wouldn't be like you're going from, I don't know, like a mechanic to a hairdresser. Yeah. Like you're already <laughs> on your journey. Um, I love this so much. And I think so many people are going to love this episode because like I said, I'm also really multi-passionate and there are so many things I care about, so many things I love to do. And I think sometimes we can be a bit misunderstood people see us as a bit messy or a bit chaotic and actually just hearing you talk about living your life the way you want to and being really happy with it actually makes me feel really good too yeah I mean I think it's it's also difficult like you said there's that pull inside because you know I'm definitely someone like obviously I read a lot of books and I do know the whole thing was like if you do one thing well and you concentrate on it you're probably going to get somewhere faster so I do have that pull sometimes where I'm like oh if you do less uh it will help you and like so one of the other things I did was for two and a half years I co-hosted a podcast called free and figuring it out which was all about like basically inspiring uh single women to be like self-sufficient and I co-hosted it with a woman called Rose Brown and when she made the decision she was moving to Italy and she was like oh I think we should stop it like my heart was like no because also once I start anything I don't like to stop but I was like I bet you when I stop this my business I'll have more time for the business and that whole theory of like concentrating will help and it is exactly what happens so it is a blessing and a curse I think to be more passionate I think the thing is to try I always say to people is like not to try and start everything at the same time and that's definitely been the thing it was like I started Propel Her and I got that up and running it was in a nice pattern and then it was like okay then I started my business and like I added the podcast in later and so and then now I'm, I'm co-hosting another podcast with another woman about books now so it's like but it's like don't start everything like don't wake up today and be like I'm gonna do nine projects but it's like actually do something be able to like run it to a degree like it's comfortable it's in your life etc and then add the next thing in. Yeah. And I think it's also about figuring out what works for you. Right. Because I I also have read those books where it's like you can do all of the things, but it's better to just do one thing at a time if you want to get somewhere. And I think what I had to come to terms with was, yes, I could just do one thing and do it really, really, really well. But is that going to make me happy? Is that going to make me feel like I'm thriving? And if the answer is no, I would rather do a couple of things and get where I'm going a little bit slower but be happy while I'm doing it rather than do it the way that the books say and not actually feel fulfilled. 
Yeah, no, it's very true. You've got to find that balance. What's the point of having like quick growth? But then, and also maybe I think some more passionate, if they actually just do it, they won't get that quick growth because actually it's like you're forcing yourself to do something that's not as natural. So yeah, I, as I said, more passionate and proud, do all the projects, but just, but I think just have that slight awareness that yeah, probably try not start all of them at the same time. Um, it's probably just like my one tip. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, okay, so you've had this amazing journey so far, but what is next for you? Like, what is on the cards for 2023? I people ask that, I'm always a bit like, it's going to be the same. Like, there's not much different. Like, I don't have a business model that I'm like, is going to drastically change. Like, I've, I've sat down, I've done my strategy for this year. Um, and I'm like, actually, I'm pretty happy. Like, I'm happy with the services I've got. I'm not like planning on doing anything radical or changing anything like that. Um, my thing is just to like keep on going. Like actually this year, my goals have more been like how me and like what I'm actually doing outside the business because 2021 and 2022, I very much was like work mode, uh, very much like head down. And I was really happy to do that. Like I had some personal life goals, which mean like the revenue I need to make in my business was very specific about future stuff. And I was like, get this done. Whereas now I'm like, I want to put some more like fun back in my life and more like in-person things is my biggest thing. So both like professionally, I'm like booking up to go to conferences and events and um, all that type of stuff. And then personally, I'm just being like to my friends, come on, we're going away this year. <laughs> I really like that answer, you know, because I think um, a lot of people think, it's the start of the year. I need to be better than last year. Like I need to do more in business. I need to achieve more. I need to change things. And actually, I think it's really powerful to be able to say, do you know what? I, I kind of just want to keep going as I am because I'm really happy. Yeah. And it's not that nothing, you know, if I look at 2022, it's like, it's not as if thing, things will happen. So like, for example, last year I ended up, um, I got selected to be in a LinkedIn Creator Accelerator program. I spent six weeks working with LinkedIn and that like totally changed one, how I create plat on the platform, but also just like my whole awareness of like the creative economy. But I was like, I couldn't have planned that at the beginning. So it's like, it's not, I'm saying nothing's going to change, but it's like actually in terms of like what I'm doing in the business, I'm happy what I'm doing and it's getting results. So that's going to continue. But obviously new things will always pop up. Yeah, you're just like, there will be some surprises, but I'm, I'm ready for them. Yeah. <laughs> amazing okay well this has been such a good chat and I could talk to you for hours about this but where can people come and find you if they want to find out more about what you do or if they want to come and see the blog so you can come over to sherellegriffith.com um do I need to spell it or will it be in the show notes Gemma? I will put it in the show notes don't worry perfect <laughs> I was like I've got quite a long name and um, so yeah you can come over there click on blog um I think now there's like over 150 blog posts that are all basically going to help you to like improve your marketing make better content grow your business and be like really strategic as a solopreneur that's the other thing for me it's really been like the way to run a business well when you're by yourself is to really be like how can I be purposeful? How can I be intentional? So you can go and find all of that over there on my website, as well as obviously like how to work with me. And then, yeah, you can come and find me um, on LinkedIn, on TikTok, or on Instagram, all of Sherelle Griffith, all exactly the same. So whichever one you actually use, come and find me there. Amazing. I'm very jealous because I tried to get the virtually done handle everywhere and it's like a slight variation on every platform and it really annoys me. Well, it's different on like uh, Facebook and TikTok. I mean, Facebook and Twitter. So that's why I never mention them anymore. <laughs> oh, clever. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming and just chatting to us. I'm sure people will really love this episode because like I say, I know a lot of people who listen are really multi-passionate and a lot of people are kind of a little bit fed up of certain platforms that I won't name out loud um, and people are, are kind of leaning towards long-form content again. So I think people are going to find this really, really interesting. Yay. Well, thank you so much for having me.